0: This summer, I interviewed Duke admissions officers about different parts of the college search and asked them for advice they have for families. Throughout the fall semester, we'll release episodes of about 10 minutes to help your family as you plan for college. In the Duke admissions office, we're extremely fortunate to have colleagues who bring valuable experiences to college conversations. Their experiences come from their time as admissions officers, but also from teaching, school counseling, and parenting. The knowledge from those experiences and roles will be the focus of this podcast series. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we recorded these episodes from our closets. So we're well aware that the college search is different this year. You'll hear advice about what conversations your family should have at home and what you can do from your own home to learn about colleges. You might not take a college road trip this year, but you can still ask, are we there yet? I'm your host, Christopher Briggs, he, him, his, Senior Assistant Director of Undergraduate Admissions. This is my 11th year as a college admissions officer and fifth year as a Duke admissions officer. We're gonna be talking with Nikki Baskin about how to help your student craft their college list. Nikki, would you just give us a brief introduction about yourself?
1: Sure, Um, hi everyone. So my name is Nikki Baskin And um, I'm an admission officer here uh, at Duke, and I've been at Duke now for about 14 years. Right before Duke, I was a college counselor uh, at a high school in the state of North Carolina. And before that, I worked in college admissions at both Syracuse and um, my alma mater, Tuskegee University, which is an HBCU. So I've done sort of the back and forth, you know, the admissions, college counseling, and now I'm back in admissions.
0: Well, thank you very much, your experiences at a variety of different institutions and schools will be really useful for us to talk about today. So essentially, what role should parents play for making a college list?
1: You know, that's a really great question. And, um, and I'll just mention, even though I've been in admissions now for a while, um, I still talk to students and counselors and parents um, in my role here at Duke, and I ask them, how did Duke get to be on your college list, for example? So even though I'm away from the college counseling office, I still feel, um, you know, that I'm pretty attuned with what's going on. And, and I also this year had the opportunity about four of my cousins, of my younger cousins, were actually going through the college admission process too. And so for as much as they let me look over their shoulder, I, I kind of did. But I think in terms of crafting a list, I really think it just starts with a conversation. And I, I think before anything, it starts with a sense of um, discovery. And, you know, what colleges are already on your mind and why? And that's a really great place to start because it lets you know the impressions that your students receive, how they're getting those impressions, what matters to them, and then you can build from there. I, um, I used to use a, a process at um, my previous school called blue booting. And I learned this from another counselor and it was just sort of starting from the air. And, and basically a student came into her office and the student was wearing some really cool sort of blue rain boots. And she said, tell me about these rain boots. Where do they come from? You know? So the student said, well, I love the color blue and I love working in my garden. And then the um, conversation just started from there. And so I think starting from, you know, what colleges are on your mind? Why, what's the common thread? How can we build from this list? And then we can begin to refine it and, and think about academics and, and other considerations and begin to whittle down.
0: A blue booting idea is a a really nice way to describe the conversation and how to get students to talk a bit more about their interests. Parents may want to talk a lot with their students about college. How often would you recommend they should bring up college discussions?
1: Oh, that's a great question. And so one of the strategies that we used at my previous school was to create a college zone. And it's also important to create a college free zone. Your children are being asked about college all the time. You know, neighbors, the person at the supermarket who knows that they're a high school senior, um, just about everyone who knows that they are a high school senior is asking them about the college process. And so you want to create a structured time so that they're not avoiding you, so that they can be ready to engage in a conversation. And I think it's also important, parents, for you to bring some information to those conversations too. And so the best conversations or the best relationships I saw in terms of students and and parents with the college process were relationships where there was a partnership, where a parent would say to the student, what parts of this process will be difficult for you or more challenging for you to get a hold of? You know, Is it financial aid? Is it scheduling virtual visits? Um, Is it learning more about the athletics process at these schools? Assign me a task. And then what we'll do is we'll get back together and I'll share with you what I've learned, you share with me what you've learned, but you don't have to worry when we're on a five-hour road trip. I'm not gonna talk about college all the time because I know that we're already gonna do that on Wednesday at 7 p.m., for example.
0: We've talked a little bit about some of the, the strategies and challenges of discussions, but when we're thinking about making a list, where would you encourage parents and their children to start?
1: Start big. Be expansive in the very beginning. And then what's gonna happen is when you begin to look at data points, because as students continue to do their research, they do the virtual tours, they do the information sessions, students will begin to debrief with you. And you should ask your student to debrief with you. What did you learn? What did you like? How do you see yourself fitting there? Um, How comfortable are you with this school? Can you see yourself there? Um, Begin asking some of those questions. And if the student says, yeah, I really like it, Then begin, okay, let's take a look at some of the application information. Let's look at some of the deadlines, how we might apply to this school. Let's certainly look at the uh, admission statistics and begin to understand whether or not this school will be a reach for you, uh, which is a school where um, it might be a little harder based on um, some of the data points here. So if we're looking at if you have testing, SAT or ACT, if they provide GPA ranges, if they provide, a profile of what their admitted students look like and if you're somewhat outside of that then that's likely a reach school. There are some schools that are reach schools for every student who applies based on their level of selectivity and then of course we've got our sleep at night schools which are um, you know they used to be called likely schools or safety schools but those are schools where you can feel very comfortable about your opportunity for admission and then probably a good proportion of the schools on that college list are going to be right there in the middle And those are schools where you look like the core of the students that that uh, school typically admits. And as you look at the schools that are emerging on that college list as interesting to your your child and they're excited about them, you do want to begin to kind of organize them. And a lot of these college sites do that for you, which is really great because you certainly don't want to be out of, um, you want things to be balanced. You don't want to apply to too many uh, reach schools um, and uh, you want to have a good balance there.
0: Those are really good points and tips about learning about one school and how to fan out and and learn about other schools with similar characteristics. Choosing a college is oftentimes described as a family discussion or family choice. What role do parents have in adding schools to these lists and how much should they contribute to their preferences to a college list?
1: Oh. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, it's important to be real. It's also important to confront conflict. If you, if you are concerned about the number of expensive colleges on a list and the inability maybe to fund the full amount to say, I think we really need to look at our state university. I I really would feel comfortable if we added this school to the list. I just think it makes sense. And as a parent, you have to have that voice. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I love your point about parents know their children best and and they're there to guide them and help them find what's the best place for them to end up and, and to think about that with maybe a little bit more foresight that parents can bring to these conversations. So Nikki, parents know that their child is applying to college, but how much and what should they do to keep in mind that their friends might be applying to college, their classmates might be applying to college, and that they're building out a college list at the same time?
1: Oh, that's a great question because everyone has an opinion and everyone wants to share their opinion. This is what you'll find parents, um, I can predict this. It's perfectly fine. Parents, you're gonna be asked what the college list is too. I had parents say, I really don't wanna tell people because I'm nervous. And I would say, well, then tell people you're nervous and, and you don't want to share. Just say, you know, we've got a good list. I'm kind of nervous about it. I'll let you know how it turns out. But please just keep a good thought because everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to have it, you know, advice. And you're going to have to reach a comfort level at how much information you want to receive and how much information you want to share. Because what's going to happen is people are going to remember what you said and they're going to ask you. Well, what happened here? What were the decisions at these various schools? And uh, it's, you also have to remember, it's not really your information to share.
0: If you were, you know, 17, 18 years old again and going through your search with the perspective that you have now, what do you think it would look like? How might it be the same? How might it be different?
1: That is so interesting. So, so I'm from Buffalo, New York. And I said at the very beginning of my college search, I'm not applying to any college in New York state. And I don't know, I, I, I thought it was sort of a rite of passage to like leave your state and go far away to college. Um, that's not true, that doesn't have to happen. So I probably, I think I was a little short-sighted there. I thought I approached my college search in a very kind of binary way. I have a lot of relatives who attended HBCUs, and my family is Catholic, so I kind of thought, okay, I'll apply to HBCUs and Catholic schools, and there somewhere, you know, I'll, I'll find my school, and I actually started out, um, I transferred. I was a transfer student, so I started at um, a school in Cincinnati, Ohio. I started at Xavier, and it was great, and um, on a whim, I visited some cousins at Tuskegee, and I was like, I really like this, and so I transferred there. Uh, I wasn't what you would describe as a, um, a super serious college student. So I think if I had to do it all over again, I probably would have um, cast a wide net. I was very protective. I, um, I didn't really want to get denied from any school, and so I wasn't. And as a counselor, I learned, and I was taught this, that often a student will feel better about her college list if she receives a range of decisions about it. So if you receive a decision, let's say as a deny, at least the student knew sort of where the top was. But I take that away I, and the reason why I bring this up too is because when I talk to students and families, I always ask them, do you think this is the most important decision that you will ever make in your lifetime? Or is this just the most important decision you've made thus far?
0: Great tips. Thank you so much, Nikki. We have really appreciated having you on today. And I know that parents who are listening are going to appreciate all that you've shared today.
1: Well, you're welcome. I I enjoyed it. I hope it's helpful.
0: Thanks for listening to Are We There Yet? with Christopher Briggs and the Duke Office of Undergraduate Admissions. If you like our show and want to know more, check out admissions.duke.edu or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Discover Duke. Please leave us a review on iTunes or email us at undergrad-admissions at duke.edu. Join us next week when we talk about college fairs,